0: on three the slaughter girls. we on that haunted ground three the three spooked
1: girls hey there spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on three spooked girls my name is jessica and as always i am joined by my favorite person on the planet tara hey spooksters we oh my god So right now in our lives, we're just like going and watching TV and then being like, we should talk about this on the podcast. And you guys seem to like it. So we're going to keep doing that until we run out of things to watch on the Netflix or whatever. So today and for the next three Thursdays, Mm -hmm. this Thursday plus two more, Mm -hmm. we will be covering the Netflix docuseries Don't Pick Up the Phone. Now, when I first saw this title, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like a scream thing. Did they make a documentary about...
0: Mm. Mm -hmm.
1: that shenanigans it is
0: not no it is a whole other kind of fuckery Mm -hmm. it is it blows my mind that this is like real life
1: (laughs) and that i'd never heard of this Uh uh-uh so a quick little synopsis of kind of like what the fuck is happening is this basically a man was calling Fast food or like chain restaurants like Wendy's, McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. I think like a couple pizza places like Domino's, those type of places. Applebee's, like chain restaurants, right? And this individual was calling and pretending to be the police and basically stating that an employee there giving a very broad description of a person. So basically it would be like a young woman about five foot, whatever, with brown hair.
0: Mm -hmm. very generic
1: Mm -hmm. saying that somebody had come into their office and said that this person at the restaurant had stolen an item we're gonna talk about two particular cases and then we're gonna talk about there's like four in this one area that this detective takes over but first we're gonna talk about what happened on april 9th 2004 and i'm thinking like april 9th 2004 like i'm a senior in high school and i have no clue that this is happening thank god like My parents, like, this is one of those times where I'm like, oh, my God, my privilege helped me for once. I mean, well, it helped helped me all the time. My parents were like, we don't want you to work because I think, like, you worked in high school. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, my first job was at a Subway.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. And I would go in
0: all the time
1: and be like, (laughs) Tara, I would like a sandwich. Feed me. (laughs) I did pay for them.
0: Yes, you did.
1: (laughs) She never gave me free sandwiches. Though Mm -hmm. you used to come in all the time when I worked at Starbucks and I would give you free Starbucks. True. In this moment, I realized that there was not
0: reciprocation. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. 18 year old me did not think about that.
1: (laughs) It's true. Okay. So, Detective Buddy Stump is sitting at home having an evening. It's important to say (laughs) Detective Buddy Stump, now my new favorite detective on the planet.
0: After Papa Joe.
1: After Papa Joe. So, it's like (laughs) him, it's Papa Joe, Buddy Stump, and then Vic Flattery, who Mm -hmm. we'll talk about later. Mm hmm. So he is literally a rookie detective. Like, he just got promoted three weeks prior to this mm-hmm. event happening. Mm-hmm. So Buddy gets a call and is like, hey, can you come down to this McDo- the McDonald's? And this is like small town America. So that's not like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, if someone in Sacramento was like, could you come down to the McDonald's? They'd be like, which McDonald's? No, he was like, I'll be there.
0: Yeah, it's like saying go to the McDonald's where I live because there is only one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And there is only McDonald's.
0: Well, no, there's other restaurants, too.
1: Right, but, like, as far as fast food, there's, like, Brahms. There's,
0: like, three things, yeah. We need a Taco Bell. But anyways, we digress. (laughs) I don't know if your town could sustain a Taco Bell. (sighs) I would by myself. It's fine. Just kidding. (laughs) No, I wouldn't. (laughs) Okay,
1: so April 9th, 2004, he gets a call. He goes down. And he starts hearing this story. And basically, the assistant manager, 51-year-old Donna Summers, who, by the way, I hold just as culpable as the bad guy.
0: because Mm -hmm. Most definitely.
1: I'm going to have, like, a real strong opinion on some of these people. And you guys might be like, the fuck? But, like, my mom always said that God didn't give everybody common sense. And it felt like God skipped Donna just completely. Just Donna wasn't in that line that day that that was being handed out. But anyway, Donna says that while she's working, she's the assistant manager and a gentleman calls and he identifies himself as a detective with the Mount Washington PD or a police officer with the Mount Washington PD. And he says that he has the manager on the phone or has had the manager on the phone and a corporate rep. And basically someone had come into the police station and said that an employee who was like young brunette mm-hmm. five something like five foot something had stolen a wallet the vague description and the assistant manager goes oh i know who that is that's louise osborne
0: mm-hmm.
1: because again if you were to like walk in to any establishment and be like do you have a dark-haired five foot something female at a restaurant a young one probably mm-hmm right and the the really thing that pisses me off extra about this is that Louise had already worked that day and had decided to work extra to help. So she was Ugh, only there girl. because she was doing something nice. The police state, hey, we've had this complaint. She's apparently stolen this wallet. We need to get to the bottom of this. We have two options. Option number one, we can have her arrested at the restaurant. We'll come down there and arrest her. Number two. And she's talking to Donna at this point. Number two. You can do a strip search and see if you can find anything. The absolute fuckery. I have a friend who is a retired cop now and I asked him some questions and he hasn't got back to me. So like maybe in one of the other episodes, he will. But the question I asked him was, would anyone from a police department make a call to an establishment or a business to let them know that an employee has been reported stealing something from a customer? I'm pretty sure that answer is no. And then my second question is, would They ask someone to search an individual. And then, Mm -hmm. question 2.5 is Would they, being the police, ever ask a civilian to strip search or body cabbage search? So, like a civilian, not a police.
0: Yeah, hell. We all
1: know this is no, but I just kind of wanted to like. And then I asked him, like, what was the proper protocol? Right. Because, you know, you never know. Like, I can understand,
0: like, maybe be like, could you check her purse? Right, exactly. Like,
1: or have her turn out
0: her pockets. Her pockets, yeah. Yeah. Or, like, Maybe you
1: know, shake out her apron, take her hat off. Yes. In a later one with Elizabeth, they have her take her shoes off. I was like, that actually made sense to me because, mm-hmm. like, it was cash. You could slip sh- cash down into your shoes. After that, I was like, no one should be taking anything off.
0: <laughs> no, like, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> so, Luis complies because at this point, like, she's 18 years old. This is like one of her first jobs. Her mom had gotten really sick. She was working to like help pay some bills. She was just being like a good kid. And well, that kind of backfired in this situation. After she turns out her pocket, another assistant manager walks in and tapes up a garbage bag to the window. And then they ask her, they tell her we're going to do a strip search and we're making it private, which I understood like why they, that part. Yeah. Putting the, the bag up in no fucking way. Should this have ever happened? No. But at least they had, someone had the fucking common decency to be like, <gasps> well, maybe the fucking fry cook shouldn't see her bits. What?
0: Lori Vallo has been found guilty on all counts.
1: Sorry, CK. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, we're leaving this then.
0: Leaving this then. <laughs> fucking bye. Because literally we recorded the episode you guys heard on Monday yesterday in our time. So we were like, fuck. But that bitch. Bye bye. Sorry.
1: We'll insert (laughs) another thing into that. But you guys could also hear our real time excitement. Yes. Of her being. Yes. I'm so excited.
0: Fucking dumb hoe.
1: Bye. Oh, good things. Good things. But now back to the bad things. Yes. Anyway. So they tape it up. Donna is in there. Which I think I was like, okay, this makes sense. Donna is a woman. Luis is a woman. At least they have woman on woman. It's not like some pervy dude is mm-hmm. like, okay. Well, yeah. And that doesn't happen in all the cases. I want you guys to know that. I think it was just the luck of the draw who answered the phone and happened to be Donna. So Luis gets naked. And this poor baby 18-year-old girl who just like trying to live in the wor- like the real world and make some money. At this point, they're on the phone. They're on the phone for like two hours in total. But she's now just like stark naked in her birthday suit, just standing there. They give her like an apron, like you know the ones that like the McDonald's cooks wear.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she has that when she's like holding it to her. But the detect or the policeman on the phone tells Donna to take her clothes and her car keys and go put her clothes in her car. <sighs> this should have been the f- like if if you hadn't already gotten a fucking red flag. This should have been that fucking red flag. Mm-hmm. Good duh, people. So they do this because they think they're complying with a police officer. Luisa's is crying. She's just like, oh my gosh, she's like super distraught. Like you see video of her and she's like strapped into this apron, like holding it to her. Like a think like towel getting out of the shower. But mm-hmm. like there's no back to it. No. And then you see like, because the footage, you see a middle-aged white bald man walk in. And he's not wearing any identification that he works either as a police officer or that he works at for McDonald's. Well, come to find out, Donna's like, I'm trying to run this restaurant. I can't sit on the phone with you. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Why aren't you guys here? And they're like, look, we don't, they basically gave like an excuse, like we're understaffed. So we're just like waiting for someone to be able to come down, right? So the detective goes, Donna, do you have a man in your life that you trust? And she goes, why the fuck I do? My fiance, Walter Nix, who is a church going little league coaching all around good guy. He could come on down. So she calls Walter and he fucking comes down to babysit a naked girl in his fiance's work office. If this isn't another fucking red flag that this isn't real, like, I don't know what the fuck is.
0: Fucking insane. I'm just over here like, dude, the fuck.
1: He takes the phone. So Donna is now, okay, like, you have her. I'm going to go run the restaurant. Now the police officer starts giving him really specific instructions. He tells Walter to tell her to drop the apron. The police, the quote police, and I say this with quotation marks, says for her to do jumping jacks, run in place, like, kind of, like, shake to see if anything falls out of her body. Donna keeps coming in and out of the office. And every time the door opens, like, he hands her back the, I don't know if, like, she would knock or something, but, like, she would be, like, back in the apron. Donna would come in and then leave. And, like, one time, I guess, Donna came in and Luis wasn't covered, but Donna didn't do shit. Like, Luis is standing there naked. I don't know about this, but, like, I don't know really any, like, 51-year-old woman with her fucking 50-year-old fiance. Would be okay with a young girl naked in in a confined space. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So then Donna is just like, and she's not doing anything to help. Like, Louise is sitting there. She's seeing Donna come in and out. There's nothing going on. There's no help for her. And she just feels helpless. Like, she's, like, you hear her recorded voice. And she's just, like, super distraught about this. Like, you could tell that, like, this has fucking fucked her up. And Walter, this fucking motherfucker, for sure the police officer, quote unquote, instructs Walter to bend her over his knee and spank her and spank her hard. I don't know if it was so that he could hear it or what, but basically did this for on and off for about 20 minutes. And it actually left red marks on Luis's body. This poor little girl, this poor baby. Like, I know that 18, you're technically legally an adult, but like 18, y'all, y'all who are 18 out there, y'all babies to me. That hurts my heart. At one point, He says, well, I need to see, I need to know if she's on any drugs or alcohol. How you can do this
0: is you can have her sit on your lap and kiss you. This makes me think what happens right now and what happens like through the next few minutes that you're going to tell them just makes me think this dude either one was involved with this dude or two is obviously just a fucking perv or both.
1: It could be both. I don't know because we haven't watched the other two episodes. but. Yeah. And Louise is scared because she's like 18. She was raised by a military father who told her to respect authority. Donna is her boss. She thinks there's a police officer on the phone. Whatever it is, it is what it is. Like she just thinks I have, she's scared. So she's complying. Mm -hmm. A lot of people comply when they're scared. I'm sure, like, I'm sure I've done this in the past, like where I've just complied with something because I was like, shit, it'd be easier just to go through it than to like, you know, like, what if the consequences is is that I get arrested? Like, that hasn't happened to me, but like, this could be going through her mind. And in fact, she says on the recording, she didn't know if this was her last day on earth. Like, she didn't know if she was going to get killed. She didn't know what was going to happen. She didn't know if a cop was going to come beat the shit out of her for not complying because she was told by the police officer on the phone that if she didn't comply, she would be punished. Now, to make things worse, because things had to apparently get worse before they got better, The policeman on the phone says, hey, we need, I don't even know how this would have come up, but basically the instructions were like, she needs to perform some sort of sexual act. I don't fucking know. At this point, I think Walter is just a bad person, to be fucking honest, because like big time the fact that this like young girl, like even though she's legal, is naked and, and he's spanked her, he's kissed her, he's done all this stuff to her. Basically, the detective or the f- the policeman tells him she needs to perform a sexual act. So Walter makes her give him oral sex.
0: Fucking. Oh, my God. I when they said that I was like, I looked at Shannon and I was like, do they really just fucking say that? I feel so bad for this girl. Oh, my God.
1: And I start thinking about it. What if this girl hadn't ever had any kind of sexual contact before? What if this was like her first sexual experience? There are girls out there who are 18 who have never done anything, you know, and that was like one of the things that popped into my mind is like, what if this girl this is like her entry into being an a sexual adult, you know, is this curvy old man who is the fiance of her manager. I just it it broke my heart. Well, Walter obviously realizes at this point he done fucked up because he just fucking takes off. He's like, I gotta go. And Donna's freaking out. She's like, what the fuck? So she goes and she gets the custodian who's like this old guy. And it kind of makes me feel like this old guy probably like needed to supplement his income. Cause he's probably on some sort of like social security or like some sort of like pensiony type thing and like needed to supplement his income. So he's sweeping up at McDonald's to make some extra money. Right. And he comes in and you know, fucking Louise is in an apron has just given this dude head You know, like, and he's run off and she's freaking out. And he's like, wait the fuck. This isn't real. This is a scam. This cannot be a real call. The dude on the phone hangs up and a fucking light bulb goes off on Donna Summer's fucking little tiny brain and goes, oh, wait, this is a scam. Oh, my God. What the? Are you fucking kidding me, Donna? Are you fucking kidding me? Sorry. 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 I'm really fucking kidding about it. Thank God for that old man, though. Like, thank fucking God. Because who knows how long this would have continued on for. So then Buddy is now like, he's watched this whole footage. He is like, the fuck is happening? Oh, my God. And so he's like, I have to go and take a witness statement. And they bring, you know, they bring her down to like the, the police station. And he sits down. And he like actually looks her in the eye. And this is the, it broke my heart all over again. This is his neighbor. His little neighbor who lives next door. He like grew up with this girl's dad. He has known her like her whole life. One small town's like, you know your people, you know the people who surround you. And so, you know, this is so heartbreaking, like his heart breaks, right? And so he's like, this is personal to me. I'm going to fucking catch this asshole who did this. And mind you, they went and arrested Walter because regardless whether a police, a quote unquote police officer was telling him to do this, he could have said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to touch her. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to stand here and wait for you guys to get here. That is the the most anyone should have done. But like he physically assaulted her when he spanked her. He sexually assaulted her when he kissed her and made her perform oral sex on him. So I'm glad. I'm fucking glad Walter got his fucking comeuppance. I'm assuming he
0: agreed, got prison agreed. time, I hope
1: i And I honestly wish, and I don't know if this is true, but like I hope that Donna got something levied against her because at the end of the day, no respectable police officer is gonna ask this of as a civilian no, and from what I know of like and I don't know everything, but like from what I know of the system is male COs and male policemen are not allowed to do those type of things alone with a female mm Mm-mm. They're not. They're not allowed to do a strip search alone with a female. They're not allowed to do any of that because it all has to be above board. Right. And so the fact that like this person is like, you need to do all this shit should have been a red flag, which makes me think that Walter, I don't know if Walter's involved with the dude, but like Mm. at the very least, Walter took advantage of a situation that he knew wasn't real. Like there's no way that fucking Walter thought the shit was real.
0: No, he's like I'm going to get a fucking I'm going to be a predator and get a free blow job right now. That's what it came down to.
1: Pretty much. He was like there's this young this little girl was beautiful. Like she was, you mm-hmm. know, and he's thinking I'm an old dis- I'm going to say it, old disgusting man mm-hmm. and there's no way I would get this if I wasn't taking advantage of the situation. Exactly. And if Walter Nix is out there and he has a problem with that, fucking come for me, bro, because there's no fucking way that you're not just out there being a disgusting pervert.
0: A hundred percent.
1: I should Google Walter Nix and see where the fuck he is. It's a great thing about recording on a computer, guys. What happened to Walter Nix Jr.? Apparently he's a junior. He was sentenced to five years in prison. Five? Oh, my God. Better than nothing, I guess. Right? Jesus. Oh, She was so young and so sad. Okay, so we're moving on. So, Buddy, Buddy does the first thing he starts thinking, and the first thing he thinks to himself is, how does this person know all this is actually happening? Like, couldn't they be lying about it? Couldn't they, like, how would he know that they took the clothes out? And he's like, well, across the street is a Winn-Dixie, which I believe is a grocery store.
0: Mm-hmm. It is.
1: And he's like, because it's 2004, there's still payphones. For those of you who are mm-hmm. under the age of 30, <laughs> payphones are these magical boxes that are attached to places that you put change into. And then <laughs> Very complex, have to f- read the instructions and then dial a phone number, and then you get like three minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Unless they put confusing. more quarters in.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're like, fuck, I'm going to put nickels. You just couldn't put pennies, I think. I think it was, like quarters <laughs> times the p- nickels.
0: He'll give you like a second. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, pennies. Throwing
1: pennies in. <laughs> they would have just come right out. In fact, I remember as a kid, like you would walk by payphones and like swipe in.
0: Mm -hmm. To see if
1: you could find change. Yeah. If you, for instance, let's say you put like $3 worth of quarters in, but you Mm used a dollar's worth, the other $2 would spit back out.
0: Mm -hmm. So (laughs) be like, maybe no one took their change. I did that too as a kid. Hell yeah. (laughs) That's
1: why I said people under 30. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) So Buddy is thinking there's a person across the street watching this because it's a direct line of sight. And he's like, okay, who could do this? Maybe this is a disgruntled employee that thinks somehow Luis is taking his shifts or whatever, whatever, right? Or it's somebody who knows Luis who just wants to fuck with her. Because there are bad people out there who just want to fuck with people for the fuck's sake. hmm So, Buddy has this weird thing. This is 2004. Google was invented in, like, what, 98? The Remember
0: technology that? just wasn't there.
1: <laughs> right. But he has the fucking foresight to be like, I'm going to Google this shit. And he does. He because this happened at a McDonald's. He types in McDonald's strip search. And all of a sudden Google's like now when you Google something, it's like one page one of 65,000 or whatever. It like all of these and he basically starts going through them. And he realizes that these chain restaurants are being hit and that there are 73 cases that have been reported online over 32 states. And the first call he can find originates back in 1994. So this person is definitely a serial offender. And it's been happening for 10 Mm -hmm. fucking years.
0: That's so long. That's the age of your child. I know. It's fucking nuts. But it's like, they and they bring it up too. It's like, that's why he obviously sounds convincing and just so calm because he's done it for a fucking decade. Like, bro. Mm -hmm.
1: (sighs) They also start noticing that all of the towns that are all the places that are hit are in small towns. And probably, I'm just gonna say this pre internet, small towns were a place where like you were isolated, people trusted their law enforcement, because that's who took care of them. And small town America was a big thing. So then we find ourselves another case which happened on December 16th, 1999 to a 16 year old named Elizabeth. Now Elizabeth is being interviewed and her face is on there, but they don't put her last name. So I don't really know if her name is actually Elizabeth. It could be something else, but we're going to call her Elizabeth. She was working at a pizza place and basically someone had called the police and said that their purse had been stolen. And this was in Blackfoot, Idaho. So small, small town that somebody had reported their purse being stolen. And that there was fifty dollars inside. Now Elizabeth was like, "When you're making two dollars and like seventy cents an hour at a pizza place with probably shit tips, fifty dollars is a big deal, especially for a sixteen-year-old in 1999. Because like fifty dollars could fill your gas tank up if you have like a twelve-gallon tank for like days for so long." <laughs> so they call in and they give a basic description. It's someone who it's a girl about five foot tall and blonde hair. Elizabeth is neither of these things. She's like probably five, four with dark hair. And she's like telling the person on the phone, it's not me. This is not my description. And they're like, no, it's you. The manager has selected her as this is the person it fits the description. And they were like, okay, well, we need to find this like $50, right? So they have her, like, turn out her pockets. There's nothing in there. She takes off her shoes, which is always like, okay, I make it. That, that's the part where I was like earlier, it makes sense because, like, the shoes are in the fucking, like, you could slip money in your shoes. Because, like, mm-hmm. when I used to go out to bars and stuff, I'd slip money in my shoes because that way if somebody tried to reach in my pocket, they weren't finding my money. Like, I used to keep my right. my house key in my shoe. Little tip for you youngsters.
0: Well, and that's the thing, too, like when they were talking about her, like, you know, like with her bra, like shaking it out or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that even makes sense, too, because like, like with her on with it on and her shirt on. Yeah, right, she was, could like, have turned
1: it. around, shook it out, and it would have seen it drop on the floor.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. Exactly.
1: The manager is in there and he is definitely giving like, what is that guy from Nickelodeon that like is the big pervy? Like, Dan, what's his face? <sighs> Dan Snyder. Yeah. He's giving Dan Snyder vibes like the guy they have cast. Fucking for real. And basically the policeman on the phone is like, Can you describe her breasts? Can you describe her genitalia? Can you describe her bra? Like, can you tell me her bra size? And Elizabeth is like, the fuck, what is this? And she's like getting, she's like, what does that have to do with anything? What does my, the size of my boobs have to do with the fact that you think I stole it doesn't matter if you have an A cup or a triple, like whatever is the largest H. I don't know. I don't know what the biggest size is. It doesn't matter if there's a $50 bill in your bra and it shakes out. It shakes out. Here's the thing for you, men. Our boobs don't have secret pockets. No. <laughs> They're fully enclosed. You should. Most of you know this. Not most of you, but like some of you know this. If you've touched boobs, you should know. Getting real awkward, but it's Okay. Okay. So at this point in time, Elizabeth is just like standing there naked. She's 16 years old. And the pervy manager is just like, uh, her boobs look like this and her bra size is this and her genitalia looks like. I'm like, I, I would be like, uh, I'm not answering that question. If you really need to know this, come down and see it. Exactly. Right. Like, I would have been like, I'm going to recuse myself in the situation. At this point, twenty-two-year-old Derek shows up to the restaurant. He walks in the like employee entrance, and in the back, in this employee entrance, he sees the cook like frantically cooking. But there's all these pizzas around. Nothing's being run out. All the to-go orders are just sitting around. There's he's like, "There's breadsticks for days." And I was like, "Oh my god!" As someone who's worked at a pizza place, I understand that sentiment when you're like, "There's too much pizza happening. <laughs> <laughs> you put too much in, slow down." So he looks like, "What the fuck?" And the cook who is a female. So like there was a female employee who could have been doing this with this person goes, Oh, there's something going on in the office. So Derek walks in, they make it seem like the office just had like curtain (laughs) that like, when you see him walk in and like pull the curtain back and he sees, he sees Elizabeth standing there butt ass naked. And then he sees the manager who he says to this day, he can remember the sweat falling off this dude. (sighs) So gross, fucking
0: disgusting.
1: Right, pervy fucker. He's like, dude, what the fuck's going on? And the manager proceeds to tell Derek what the fuck is going on. Derek then takes the fucking phone and is like, this isn't a fucking real call. This is bullshit. Blah blah blah. Dude hangs up. The other dude hangs up. They all know it's a scam. Thank God for Derek. Thank God for Derek. Who knows what would have happened to Elizabeth?
0: Dude, he's like the MVP of this episode. He is. Well, I guess that other dude, too, because he stopped he it. But He like, and that
1: custodian are mm-hmm. like the Both MVPs. MVPs. And here's something that actually, like, would, in my mind, would have happened if I was in this situation. Like, if I was a manager of a restaurant and I got this, I'd be like, hey, officer, can I have you hold on one second? I would have put them on hold and then called the non-emergency line in my town and asked to speak to that detective. Because... That's what you should do. If you have a situation where a cop, does, if something doesn't feel right, check up on it. Any cop will understand if you're like, this seems sketchy to me. You know, if a cop were to walk up to my door and be like, hey, we think that you have diamonds up your butt. We need to come do a (laughs) cavity search. You know? (laughs) Wasn't going anywhere else with that.
0: Sorry, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) You know, like... If a cop came
1: to my door, I'd be like, "Who? I need to see some credentials. I need to call your... Yeah. I need to call your boss. I need to call your boss's boss. I need to call the fucking DA. Like, I need to call the judge who signed
0: the warrant. Literally. I will comply with you. If I know who... If you're really who you say you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know what? This was... This was when I was having my little brain fart meltdown, but I just remembered what I was trying to say. The thing is, to keep in mind, too... Even though this was in the 90s and early 2000s, we as women most of the time probably did not feel comfortable standing up to men Mm -hmm. during this time.
1: I don't think women are still like Mm -mm. I think there's a lot of women out there who still don't feel comfortable.
0: Right. Exactly. And especially you have to think, too, is I can't remember the the second victim was also young, right? Or younger.
1: They're both like one was 18. Louise was 18 and Elizabeth was 16.
0: Yeah, so see,
1: fucking children, like, one's a literal minor. And I think this is why this individual was targeting fast mm-hmm. food places, mm-hmm. chain restaurants, because they're the ones who hire young kids. Yep. In the town I grew up in, there was, like, one girl who was a waitress at the local restaurant who's in high school. But, like, the majority mm-hmm. of them were, like, adult women. Right. And I can say waitresses because there were no men serving, because, like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but probably working at the mill <laughs> but you know <laughs> you know gender stereotypes alive and well in Tama county no fucking kidding but like you know these young girls if if your manager is like you have to comply like you could lose your job like you could go to prison yeah. like i'd be like arrest me right you and i would be like fucking cuffs please Hmm. do they come custom can i get pink ones that would <laughs> be me like because like people fall scam to this all the time, especially elderly people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But one, this is a violation of your Fourth Amendment, right? Is unlawful search and seizure. So Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm reading like Walter Nix's, like, he basically was charged with sodomy and assault. Mm -hmm. But he claimed again that he was just doing what the officer told him to do. Oh, he's on the sex offender registry. Good. Mm -hmm. Because like, at some point, sir, you know, it was wrong to put your private part anywhere near her. Anyway. So Buddy, or Buddy Stump, Detective Buddy Stump, is starting to look into this. And he comes across. He's trying to figure out. He's trying to track down this number. And he calls AT&T and basically finds out that it's a it's a prepaid call card. Mm-hmm. And then the documentary shifts to a man, by, a detective by the name. He's a detective sergeant by the name of Victor Flattery. 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 I don't know, I'm saying it wrong, guys. I'm so sorry. Flattery. Okay. I think it's how do you say it? Flattery. F-L-A-H-E-R-T-Y yeah, right. flattery. Yes, flattery. Mm-hmm. He's a detective with the Boston or in the Massachusetts area. He's not in Boston, but he's in the Massachusetts area. And he has four cases that are like all in these towns that have been hit pretty close. And so he starts going and starts doing this. And he's he gets on the phone with AT and he's like, the fuck. He's the one who tracks down and finds that these are actually prepaid cards. Mm-hmm. AT&T prepaid cards. Somehow Buddy does
0: as well. And he keeps calling, does right? One of them, one of, doesn't one of them. Oh, you're probably about to say the Star 69 thing, aren't you? Yeah. Sorry, I just remembered.
1: <laughs> I was like. They <laughs> like, Star 69 happen? it, but like, so Buddy Star 69's it. And I think also like Victor probably does the same thing. But it yeah. keeps going to a busy signal. Because right. it's a prepaid. And they're like, the reason this is, it's is not because a, real it's number. a prepaid card. Mm-hmm. So like, you can't call this number back. And they're like, right? oh, shit. So mm-hmm. finally, Victor is on the phone with this woman named Michelle, who's at AT&T. And they're just becoming best friends because he's talking to her all the time. And she's like, he's asking all these questions. And she's like, we can't trace them. I don't have answers. I don't have answers. And finally, because this is all happening after 2004, come to find out that after 9-11, prepaid cards are now traceable you can now trace them back. So like if for those of you who don't know what a prepaid card prepaid calling card is. Basically what it is you'd go to a store and you would buy a card. It basically it looks like a gift card and you buy like a certain amount of minutes on it. And then you go to a like a land <laughs> a landline. For those of you who don't know, that's the thing that you plug into the wall <laughs> and then you pay your a lot of times cable provider now <laughs> mm-hmm. for. So you would go to a landline. I don't know if they work on cell phones. I've never really tried. I've only used a prepaid calling card one time. and It was when I was in Austria because it was a way to call long distance without having long distance. So let's say like you only called your local area all the time, like the farthest was only local and you wanted to make a long distance call. You could call using that prepaid and it would just be one cost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I legit just asked, text Shannon and asked her because during, like, deployments and stuff, a lot of people would use them. Mm-hmm. So that's what I asked her. I was I was like, can you use those on cell phones? Or, like, actual... I put, like, actual phones, but it's not, like, cell phones are actual phones, too. But she knows what I mean. Landlines.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they were like, you. they're traceable. And at this mm. point in time, they now have traced it back to a singular city. And that would be Panama City, Florida. Which fucking, of course, is Panama City, Florida.
0: Literally what it's I said. in
1: Florida. Also, Bo used to live there. My brother.
0: Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. So they're like, fuck,
1: we know it's in Panama City. Cool. Basically, they start this detective work and they they call the PD in Panama City. I think Buddy calls first. It's either Buddy or one of those calls first. And they're like, oh, and then the other one calls and they're like, oh, by the way, there's another detective in a different area investigating the same shit. And they were like, okay. And then Buddy and Victor become friends. And I think they should have a Buddy Cop show because they're just so opposite. And I love it. It's so cute. Anyway, so they start working together. And basically, Victor starts running this down. And he gets the date and time of purchase of that card. And he finds out it's at a fucking Walmart. And he's like, cool. He gets a Walmart, right? But... The problem is the first Walmart they go to or that this card is bought at doesn't have cameras over the cashiers just on the doors. And they're like, in the hour that this happens, because, you know, the dude isn't going to like walk. Like, I would hope that he didn't walk right in, walk right up to the prepaid cards, buy it and leave. So they have to look for like an hour, probably. And there's like a thousand dudes who walk into this Walmart and they're like, fuck, we don't have a narrowed down view then they get another t- another card and they found out it was bought at a different walmart so they call that walmart up and they go hey do you have like register cameras and they're like yep they're like okay here's the date timestamp stamp we need of the re-. so they send them a tape of the registers and lo and behold a dude who's like 6'1 dark hair walks in and buys a card at the date and time on that stamp and they're like fuck yeah mm-hmm. Victor calls buddy I got a picture we got his face they start doing more detail work they find out that there is another one bought like at a Walgreens or someplace like that like a pharmacy mm-hmm. and the dude walks in at date and time same guy they're like we fucking got him but here's the kicker and this is where it fucking ends of the episode is he is wearing his police pants <gasps> he's a cop
0: dun, dun, dun. What? who would have saw that which Looking makes sense. you golden state killer <laughs> right. cops never do it <laughs>
1: majority of i'm gonna say well there are very good cops in this country yeah. and then they're the ones who are like i'm gonna cause fuckery because no one's gonna suspect me but now we suspect all of them
0: <laughs> we got so, a bad egg here they're like
1: shit he's a cop which means he's a cop in panama city florida which how the mm-hmm. fuck does he not know that people are investigating him but then again, he probably doesn't know that the thing about the calling
0: card the calling. Car, the, the calling, yeah, the cards. calling
1: cards. So he thinks yeah. he's in the clear. And that is where we leave this episode with knowing he's a cop.
0: Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger, yeah. <laughs> but not knowing anything else yet. <laughs>
1: I know they when the when it ended, I was like,
0: fuck you. I know, I almost Fuck started you. the second episode, but I was like, no, I'm going to start getting confused and muddling things together so I'm going to wait. <laughs> right. But I was like, how dare you
1: leave me on a cliffhanger? And then I'm like, Jessica, right? this is fucking Netflix. Like, you just click next. <laughs> like, can <laughs> you imagine if this was, like, in 2004 and I had to wait, like, a week to see part two? I'd have been like, uh who was the cop? I could easily just click my screen back on and be like, okay. Play. I mean, I did Google who it was
0: oh don't tell me i don't want to (laughs) know it did i did google but i love the suspense dun dun dun
1: i'm really excited for more episodes of this because really this case i had no idea about
0: Mm -mm. it has eluded me all of these years there's a lot to it there's a lot of like intricate details and
1: 73 cases
0: Yeah, and it's a very different kind of crime than we usually do, period. I know we're always like, oh, we're doing something new. But no, this, like, we have not done a crime like this before. So I find it extremely fascinating to watch this documentary.
1: This is a sexual predator who is sometimes thousands of miles away from people. Yeah. If he's in Panama City, Florida, the farthest one was in fucking Fountain,
0: Nevada. Crazy, which when, you know, it I'm makes you 1300 think 1300
1: miles from Tara, and that's middle of the country.
0: Mm-hmm. It makes you think like they had the 70 whatever recorded, but it's like I, it makes you wonder how many he called that they either didn't answer, they hung up on him, they told him to fuck off, or you know, ones they don't even know he was connected to. It's scary, it's crazy.
1: I mean, because think about it like this how many times did you close with someone who was around your age, maybe 18? And you be a little, you might be a little scared to tell anyone because right. you know maybe you figured it out halfway through that this isn't real, mm-hmm. and it, and it's also embarrassing. Like
0: if I was right. fucking Donna oh
1: Summer gosh. or that fucking pizza, like the seventy three that we know about, if yeah. you fell for this, I don't mean to be mean, but like I feel like there's a reason he picked this is because he picked hectic places, he picked overworked and underappreciated people, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. not using their common sense all the time. They're probably right. just out there like, can I fucking make a paycheck to go home and live my life? And like right. Derek said, he was like, Blackfoot, Idaho is so small and tiny, you basically take the job you take. In my mind, this is fucking crazy, so.
0: No, I, cannot I wait completely agree.
1: Because obviously mm-hmm. it has concluded and <laughs> I'm just like, this wouldn't fly today. It would be super easy. Here's Okay, so here's some things that I'm looking forward to finding out. One, Mm -hmm. does this guy somehow have access to the cameras in these Mm. offices? Because a lot of chain restaurants install cameras that face their safe. (gasps)
0: Yeah. So they can
1: see if anyone is stealing.
0: Hmm interesting and because he's in law enforcement there's easier ways to get a hold of stuff
1: and i mean but this is 2004 so like he'd have to be like real fucking smart with computers because i think back then you kind of had to have like connection to it but like who knows maybe these are all like some sort of like central database and he's gotten in there and then he can remote in from that way
0: or shit, like, he could have even faked some kind of warrant and called, like, you know, corporate and been like, hey, I need this for store number, blah, 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 you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I would have hoped at that point in time, like, they, corporate, because I hope corporate was called, like, at these places and been like, hey, yeah, hope this so is too. happening. Also, maybe this isn't happening because then I would have thought if, like, let's say this, let's say, like, 20 McDonald's get hit in, like, a three-year span, right? You would think that if someone had called corporate McDonald's and was like, shit, this happened at your restaurants, that they would be like, even with even with franchises, they would have been like, hey, you guys need to be paying attention for this. Somebody's going to call. They're going to pretend to be a cop. They're going to like make you pick a female. I mean, one of them, they talk on this was a they actually he actually targeted a, a guy, a female employee, strip searched a male employee and like touched his private parts. So, yeah, no, it's a this is all kind of fucking crazy. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to hear this. I also can't wait to get my response from my friend who's going to, like, tell me the protocol for cops. So that way we can have some facts on facts. Hell yes. Gotta love it. If you're a police officer and you listen to our show, go to the fucking Facebook group and drop like, this is what my precinct does. Or this is what this does. Like, mm-hmm. let us know.
0: Mm-hmm. Because. Yeah.
1: One, I think nowadays people, like, scams are so, like, everywhere. Because, like, the big scams back in 2004 was that a Nigerian prince was going to take your money. But there's so many different ones now.
0: hmm Exactly.
1: And some of them sound real legit. So,
0: yeah. It's scary. It's yeah. Scary. and
1: Go to the Facebook group and in the, in the show notes thread put what scams you have heard about lately.
0: Yes. hmm So mm-hmm.
1: that everyone knows.
0: We can protect each other shoot even if we get like enough of a list we could totally be like we'll do it like a stabby on it and like so everybody knows Ooh,
1: right because there are so many out there that are just like you don't know and they could be so
0: off the wall they could be
1: regional too like you know Mm -hmm. some places have like specific things and like you might be like oh okay i know this i know this person or i know that person but Mm -hmm. it's just it's a lot
0: for sure for sure
1: So with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up this Stabby, which has turned into much longer than a normal Stabby, but we (laughs) hope you enjoy. Yes. We will be back on Monday with another episode. So toodles, everyone.
0: Bye.